We are going to power through this episode because we can do this, Chris. Pam, Pam and I are already exhausted. Pam is so exhausted from all of the anticipatory excitement from seeing T Swizzle. Yes, this week. Yes, this week and work and life, but yes, thank you. Yes, yes. And so- Chris is exhausted of dealing with. I was just looking at my budget for the last hour and a half and trying to redo everything and figure out why some data isn't flowing into my spreadsheet. Gross. I think it's because I deleted an entire section. (laughs) So, anywho, hello everyone and welcome to the Awareness Podcast by My Club, a place where people come together and have conversations about everyday issues and struggles with the hope of feeling a little less alone and misguided and a little more real, one episode at a time. I'm Chris. And I'm Pam. And for this week's episode, we're wanting to bring awareness to the different perspectives or points of view from which any circumstance is happening in our world and however we interpret that. Um, We wanted to discuss the differences between being an optimist, being pessimistic, as well as being realistic and how to find a balance among them, because we all know how it can turn into a toxic situation between each one of these three. Oh, Without further ado, we will jump right into it. So to start off with this um, discussion, it's important to kind of set a baseline tone for a definition of terms, essentially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So optimism is defined as a doctrine that this world is the best place ever and inclination <laughs> to put the most favorable construction upon actions and events to or to anticipate the best possible outcome i'm really losing my optimistic nature about this because that was really hard for me to oh say. my god it was so hard not to laugh like but you said it like this is the best thing in the world and i was just like oh my god when did I lose that? Because like same. We're just we're just gonna power through. <laughs> Pessimism is defined as an inclination to emphasize adverse aspects, conditions, and possibilities, or essentially to expect the worst possible outcome in any given situation. Yes. It also says it is the doctrine that reality is essentially evil, and that the doctrine and that the doctrine that evil overbalances happiness in the real world and the existence which we all know is complete crap right yeah ew ew i'm allergic to that ew realism on the other hand is defined as concern for the fact or reality and rejection of the impractical and visionary it says that it's a doctrine that universal that universals exist universe <laughs> your mind just went it somewhere says, else it says it is a doctrine that universals exist outside the mind Specifically, the conception that an abstract term names an independent and unitary reality. Yeah, that's just one. Mm-hmm. Just one? Just one reality, Chris, the one you make it. No, I'm kidding. It's the one that it is, but go on. It is also the theory that objects the sense of perception or cognition exists independently of the mind. Uh-huh damn that was a lot of technical technical yeah you powered through though great I, job but <laughs> you know what the song you know what song should be this one 
Ugh. We should use, we definitely should use, like, this is one of my favorite songs, but we should use Lies, what, um, no, it's, it's not the title. Yeah. Lies What You Make It by Hannah Montana. Because it says, let's watch you make it, so let's make it rock. And either you make it rock in an optimist way, in your realist way, or in the worst way possible. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Jinx>? <laughs> oh, my God. We just, we're doing this episode, guys, you know, based off, like, hours of exhaustion and a heavy week and just you know, brain farts going on. But anyways, um, yes, thank you, Chris, for powering through that and mentioning your three um, definitions from your bestie, Merriam-Webster. And um, yeah, so now when it comes to these three different perspectives, there's a lot of differences that are very noticeable, but also in the way that we express it or like see the things, that's when we have to realize what actually the difference is in regards to the point of view itself, not the not the thing that's happening that we're seeing from that perspective, if that makes sense. So um, an optimist, for example, is someone that sees the good and the positive in everything. On the other side, the pessimist sees the bad and the negative, only that. And in some cases, you actually can be both. Like when I read this, I was like, oh, well, crap, that's me then. <laughs> um, so what, what yeah. would be a situation in which you are the optimist and pessimist? No, this is off the script. Chris, like you're just trying my mind here, but I know. <laughs> okay, 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 fine, fine. Just because I love you, but um, let me think. It probably, mm. I don't know. Maybe like, like it's hard. I'm trying to rack my brain for of like when we. So you what, can what be it both. Be, would it be pessimistic and optimistic people who are or people who are both? And it's just situationally dependent? Might be. Because, for example, there's this thing called pessimistic optimists. And those are people who are both perspectives at the same time. So they do have these negative, like, thoughts and fears. Like, that they see that dark side, per se. But mm -hmm. they also can balance this out with seeing the good. So I'd say it's like, oh, man, I don't know. Like, uh, something as simple as, like, a delayed flight. You're in the airport your flight's delayed and then you can be like oh man this sucks because like the the plane won't make it tonight like i'll have to stay over but then that means i probably will have like a free hotel night and like yeah. i don't know like free service like i don't know you know what i mean it's like those kind of yeah. situations where you actually have no choice but to see both perspectives because there's different outcomes i guess like not like like you said not dependent but because of the outcome i'd say i don't know mm -hmm. what you think that that makes sense where maybe it's a kind of like you roll your eyes at a situation of like your example of the flight being delayed like shit of course the flight's delayed this always <laughs> happens but yeah. on the flip side maybe you get to spend an extra night at home with family or maybe you do get put up in the airport hotel for the night and it's kind yeah. of fun and you don't have to pay for it and all that stuff so yeah i, I can see that and and the i think this is a good point because also then that's when the realist comes in between because the realist doesn't really mind if it's a good or bad situation. They just focus on how to make it practical. So like logic, the logic behind it. So it's like, yeah. that's why I would call myself more of a realist, I think, more than of, of an optimist, even though my personality says otherwise. But um, <laughs> I know. But um, so it's like, yeah, like this happened. It sucks. 
like I'm not blind. I see it and like I recognize it, but also like I can't stay there like and drown in sorrow and like bad feelings, you know, like we can also do something about it or I, yeah. there's always a good side, um, even though that you don't feel. So that's why like the realist doesn't matter. It, it's like, well, you know, <laughs> it's just in between. It's just like shrugging your, sho- your shoulders the whole time. Um, but truly the difference between these three lies in a person's interpretation when they face life problems. Like you said, like it's depending on the situation. It's dependent on that. Um, and you can either exaggerate like the problem itself or focus on the positive or negative outcomes and then act basing on these one of these three. Um, and a key point that helps us recognize the difference of these is that it seems that being a realist is like beam is like a beam that holds both sides of the scale and this beam balances both of the good and the bad and actually many disagree with this idea um like pessimists and optimists are also able to observe the present and its realities like it doesn't always necessarily mean like the optimist will never see a bad side or the pessimist will never see a good side that's where realism peeks through because it's like that's when you get your like the chance to recognize the entire situation you know what i mean yeah so you're just nodding your head so i just (laughs) i'm trying really hard to actually formulate thoughts (laughs) it's it's Um, hard i know yeah because i mean this is one of those things where people can recognize an optimist and a pessimist in their everyday behaviors but actually putting a concrete definition to the terms Mm-hmm. is what's hard and i think yeah. i think you're right where realism obviously i'm right well, yeah that goes without <laughs> saying um that the realist is the balance between yeah the optimist and pessimist every yep each group can see situations and have actions that essentially cross the aisle so a pessimist can have optimistic tendencies and an Mm -hmm. optimist can have pessimistic tendencies and a realist can have characteristics of both as well because we are still innately animals we still have our gut reactions and our knee-jerk reactions of of course this is happening why is this happening yeah as well as the oh sweet like this is awesome this item is on sale or I got these concert tickets or whatever whatever it is like we all three of them can kind of cohabitate even in the same person sometimes. Yeah. And like, I think that if you do balance a lot between being a pessimist and an optimist is because being a realist in your perspective, sometimes your side of the story or that side of the coin per se, is a side that not everyone's going to be able to see. Like, Because other like for it's happened to me where like, I don't know, I'm being asked like, why are you so like pessimistic about this? Like, why are you so negative about this? Like, why are you saying these things? And I'm like, I don't say that because I'm a pessimist. I say like, because I'm realistic, because that's, I see what's that's happening. the other thing, too, is exactly labeling because somebody is pushing back on a, like a personality trait. Yeah. Or, or disagreeing with them where it's like. No, I'm not being a pessimist. I'm asking, and I'm not saying no to this project. I'm asking these questions because I need more information to either greenlight this project or continue building it out. It's like, stop labeling me as a negative Nancy when (laughs) 
I'm actually just trying to understand more information and I'm asking probing questions because I, I don't have a full picture yeah. type of thing. I mean, also people are quick to judge most yeah. of the time. So it's like, if I'm being like, nah, that's never going to happen. Or like, no, that's not possible. We won't get it. Or something like that. Like if it's a choice, a decision or something we're waiting for. And and I say these things, they'd be like, it's normal for someone to be like, why are you so negative about it? But um, but I my answer usually is like, because look at the like, like I just mentioned at the beginning, like there's this like logical, practical side of it where it's like, look at the reality of it. Like this is what's happening. This is probably what the outcome's gonna be. It it can be completely different. And like that's when you're like, oh well, maybe I was like, you know, having a very bad attitude about it. Um, or the other side of the coin, like blind optimism. Um, which is a type of optimism, like where you just only like you, you, you block out everything outside, like in that situation, in the reality of it. And just getting into like the toxic positivity. Positivity. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly it. It's the same thing. It's just like in another, like without a concept per se, it's just like a, a a perspective that's blind optimism. And Taylor actually mentions it in one of her songs, but anyways, my point being, um, that's one type. And, also very interesting that there's also types of pessimism, which actually I found it quite interesting. There's defensing and depressing optimism. I mean, pessimism. The other one was the blind optimism. Yeah. So in regards to pessimism, the defensive pessimism is when you expect negative situations that can happen and be mentally ready to face these situations anytime. Like, you're, you're, like it's almost like you're ready for it. Like you're, you're, you're expecting it already. And you're doing something to prevent the negative event from happening already. Like you're protecting yourself per se. Um, And despite your efforts to prevent it, you're still open to the possibility that that situation can be even worse. And it's like, this is like your way of protecting yourself from a, uh, a potential disappointment. Um, It's like a defense mechanism. I was going to say exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it. Like a defense mechanism. Um, So it's like, I don't know. Like, it's like, Oh man. Okay. Again, with the same situation of the flight, let's say Chris and I go on a trip and I, uh, have three different possible flights the next day, just in case our flight gets canceled. Cause it's the third time it's been, uh, delayed. And Chris is like, dude, come on. Like, don't like, don't think of it that way. And I'm like, I know I'm just, just in case, you know, cause like seeing the reality of things, mm-hmm. I'd be like, I gotta, and then it's like, oh, well, it's just delayed one more time and we're off. Great. I was wrong, you know, but it's like, it's like a defense. I And I think it's normal. Like, I've done it 100%. Do you think you have? Oh, I definitely have. I did it even as early as last December when we were, when flights were really screwed up in it's, it's just having a backup plan, essentially having a plan. Yeah, to- that's it. Yeah. In so when the flights were all messed up, we preemptively booked a rental car to get home. So if our flights all got canceled, we still had the rental car and we booked the rental car early because we figured if all the flights are canceled, everyone is going to try to book a rental car. So we yeah, smart move. Yeah. So we just booked it ahead of time, knowing that we could always cancel it if our flights were on time. Yeah. I mean, it, that's that's exactly again that's the situation right we're so, really shitting on the faa aren't we well yeah but <laughs> yeah sorry um but you know that's that's how it is or like for example with this is the way that i am with um 
with when it comes to like concerts or getting tickets or something i'm very optimistic about it all the time I'm like yeah we're gonna go and like something amazing is gonna happen i just know it or like this is like you have this energy like this this perspective this like optimistic perspective um so yeah that's one type of pessimism that's almost like a defense mechanism and the other side is the depressing pessimism when it actually is like linked to actual mental health conditions like stress anxiety um and diagnosed depression and this is where we actually really need to watch out because it's not only being pessimistic about an any situation it's been being pessimistic about yours and about something that's regarding your mental health that you don't see the light that you don't like you, you don't allow yourself to see other possibilities and i think we've all been through this i have for sure yeah. so um that's like and i think that's a really hard one to talk about because um it's not i haven't really heard it before from any of my therapy sessions or something of the sort you know it's It takes a lot of soul searching to come to that real oh, yeah. that your body and your mind isn't letting you see anything but the darkness, no matter how much you might want to. Mm -hmm. And really not just saying it, but really internalizing it and developing a cognition about it so you can then start to build your way out. Yeah. I think is one of the hardest challenges someone can do. Yeah. Because it's linked to your own like feelings and like what you're going through. And it's it's not something anybody else outside understands. And then that's also a barrier. Like no mm -hmm. one gets it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. Um, but yeah, I would also say like that also is the fact with blind optimism, like we were saying a couple of minutes ago. Like, um, it might be not as intense with like depressive optimism pessimism, sorry, but defensive pessimism, yeah. Like with blind optimism, it's that same barrier. You just blocked, you just block out the negative, not the positive. And so it's like, for example, if I say Chris, like, it's gonna be fine, like everything's perfect. Like we're in the trip and we're in, I don't know, fucking Disney World and like it, it's amazing and it's pouring rain, but like Pam is over here, like, yeah, like life is perfect. And Chris is like, this is shit. Like, like, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like, yeah, we could just walk. And Chris is just like, come on like no let's let's come back tomorrow <laughs> like no <laughs> yeah. but he, he, even in another sense not not even that but when it can really affect like team memberships when someone's like oh yeah we're gonna get this project done it's not gonna be a problem well we'll do it not a problem and that's the entire attitude like it'll get done we're gonna do it it's gonna be great it's oh, gonna yeah. be awesome Yeah, but you're not the one actually doing the work. And because you have this, like, infinite, like, perspective of it's going to be fine and you know it's going to get done, you don't think about all of that extra labor that you're inadvertently pushing onto your other team members Yep. as well. So it can be really uh, dangerous to have that toxic, optimistic uh, perspective on stuff. Yeah, for sure. But, um, so kind of actually going on that, and actually that's a really good segue of how it affects other people. Yeah, great job. Right, right, <laughs> little title heading right there. Got it. Uh, so optimists can hurt themselves if they continuously fail in anticipating any possible 
out negative outcomes of the future. Yeah, being blind to it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's I wonder if anticipating isn't necessarily the right word, but acknowledging that there are possibility. Yeah. And an acknowledgement versus an anticipation. Mm-hmm. Um and it, with with them, like you shouldn't be trapped by irrational optimism. Yeah. Pretend like everything, live the world with rose-colored glasses. You <laughs> world is not rosy right now (laughs) no uh being being optimistic and and confident isn't bad so it's not to say that if you are an inherently optimistic person we're not saying it's a bad thing it's a great thing that you're optimistic that you always look for and hope for the best Mm -hmm. but too much of that positivity and confidence can lead you down a road that could snowball into a massive risk and a massive issue coming to fruition. And Mm -hmm. it can also really negatively impact your relationships with friends and family and coworkers, where if there's an issue on the job and you just don't see it as a problem, it could really mean a lot of extra work for other people on your team or, Oh yeah. If someone's, if a friend comes to you and says, Hey, I'm really feeling bad. Like, can I talk to you? And all you say is, Ah, you'll be fine. It'll get better. No, that's not. <laughs> that, that is what we call an incorrect response. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Chris, we're not tired at all. We're not. We're great. This is, this is great. We're this fine. is great. We're fine. We're fine. We're awake. We're great. We're alive, awake, alert, enthusiastic. Yeah. Um, on the and on the flip side of the optimism side of stuff, pessimists can also hurt themselves by being too negative most of the time and feeling as though there's no way any situation will work out in a positive way. And and having that energy also spreads like optimism to the people around you. Optimism can either lift your entire team up and you guys can be riding on cloud nine and sky high. But pessimism can also drag the entire team down and act like a ball and chain and halt any growth, any productiveness, and yeah. really just bring down any situation. Um, this the, the this can manifest in a way of feeling helpless, feeling sadness all the time, defeat, constant hopelessness is the big one. Yeah. Um I think hopelessness is the biggest synonym. To I would guess so. I would think so too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that is this is like a position of like I ju- I I don't know why, but I just I just pick like what you were saying about work. This I find myself in this position a lot because I'm a team leader. So it's like I perfect example. This past week, I've been like so stressed. With we've had so much work to do, but it doesn't help at all if I transmit that energy and like that mm-hmm. that like oh my god we're never gonna be done like oh my god this is never gonna end oh my god we have so much to do like all of that to my team and then get them all get all of them in the same perspective i am like oh my god that's just a shithole itself so yeah. and obviously i can be like great yeah we have a lot of work to do we'll get it done and then for all of them to be like for fuck's sake pam like just help us please you know what i mean but again, on the flip side of that, optimism can do the same. The same thing. Well. Yeah. Well. Optimism can do the same thing, which is why I really like 
the realistic part. Yeah. Where the real the realist is, at least from my perspective, I don't know if this is a clinical diagnostic, but I, I think it is the healthiest and the kind of best scenario. No, where, it is. Yeah. Where you, you are acting on the balance between all points of view and approach a situation, essentially hoping for the best, but preparing for the worst. Exactly. Exactly. Preach. And when you when you go into a situation and you ask either of those questions of, all right, what's the end goal? What is, what is a perfect execution of this situation look like? You're the optimist. You never have a bad day in your life. But then on the flip side of what's the worst that can happen? That's where your risk management comes in and where a lot of people, especially millennials and Gen Zers, I will throw <laughs> us all under the bus where it's that one one thing of like, what's the worst that can happen? Well, you're always negative. There's no need to be negative. You don't need to focus on the negative. No, I'm not focusing on the negative, but part of having that, as you said earlier, that logically mindset brain of, being able to analyze a situation and go into it knowing both sides so you can mitigate but you can yeah. also have your go- attainable goal to shoot for mm-hmm. um, and i think that that's that's why being a realist is the most effective one because it, you come away you go in with action items and you come out with more action items it keeps you on a steady path it keeps you more grounded and an all around kind of down to earth atmosphere yeah that's basically like all of the psychology pages that we that we revised that's that's where we got it from that's why being a realist is actually the healthiest and considered the best scenario not medically but like you know psychologically not only because like you said it balances these like different circumstances and points of view but it also balances your emotions on the way and it brings awareness to them which we don't really like recognize this enough it comes along with it so one one question i did have and yes i'm making you think uh is with being the realist and having that logic oriented like processing system Mm -hmm. do you think that removes emotion in these decision make in these scenarios like does that run a risk of developing a sense of apathy if you are the realist i don't think so because it doesn't depend on it it depends on how you like i guess in a way i'm relating this to like when something happens to you you can't control what happens but you can't control how you react to it this is the same scenario for me like you can't you can't control what's going to happen you can't control your perspective on it so it's like it's not that the situation depends on what you're thinking, but it it's that you decide if being in the realistic, then you have to be like aware of the fact that you can escalate between the scale, like move around the scale of between good and bad. You won't you won't have to stay in on one side. So no, I don't think so. I don't think that that takes away the motion of it. Um, what do you think? I think I think there is 
a bit of a risk and that if you do apply too much of the cold logic to the situation, then it can develop a sense of apathy because being the realist, it is that perfect balance. You're not too light. You're not too dark. You're not too happy. You're not too sad. Like, I, I think there is a chance that almost a sense of apathy could develop and it's not to say that it's going that you're going to become a mindless emotionless monotone drone but i think it can over overall if you're not exposed to the optimist and pessimists Mm -hmm. then it can in your own life cause you to develop that sense of apathy which is why i think when looking at kind of which one you are, if you're trying to identify for the optimist, pessimist, or realist, you need to be, you need to identify, or you need to, I guess, hang out with and work with people from the other two. If you think you're a realist, you have to have optimists in your life, and you have to have pessimists in your life. If you're a pessimist, you have to have realists in your life. You have to have optimists in your life. If you're an optimist, you have to have realists, and you have to have pessimists yeah. in your life. Because all three of them balance each other out. Yeah. And and not also not only having those people in your life, but also like learning and trying those perspectives yourself. I think it's a, a good point. Like put yourself like like empathy almost, but it's more like a way of thought um and mm-hmm. see and see what happens. Because like this is that's why I'm saying that this is like <laughs> almost not confusing but like a little weird for me to talk about because it's like i say i'm always like oh yeah i'm definitely a realist but i'm i've definitely been a a pessimist and i've definitely been an optimist like i would think that any person that knows me or like my friends would say i'm i'm an optimist all the time like oh yeah she's super happy she's super bubbly i am i'm not saying i'm not but also i am very much of a realist and it can become annoying for me like because i'm just like Ah, you know, because I analyze the situation in so many ways. I overthink it. So it's, you know. And, then, and that's have... also not to say that like one bad day ruins everything and makes you a pessimist. Like my you past can... week. <laughs> or one bad week. Like you yeah. can be, you can still be an optimist and have shitty days. Exactly. And not, not only have them, but recognize them. Yeah. You can be a pessimist and have really good days where you yeah. are, you're enjoying life. You're laughing, you're talking with friends and you can be a realist and have shit days and really have high days. Like it's not mm-hmm. one, one bad day is not the end all be all it's not a bad week doesn't mean a bad life Uh exactly and a great week doesn't mean it's always going to be that way so it's you know it's both sides i guess the important thing i I think i actually i use this analogy uh yesterday at the retreat i was at where everyone's trying to find a perfect steady balance in life Mm -hmm. but if you take life and apply that to like the rhythm of a heart machine a steady life means that you're dead on a heart machine you need the ups and the downs in order to be alive oh my god if your ekg is steady and flat bitch you're dead (laughs) bitch you're dead dead. (laughs) 
So you need the high ups and the low downs and the small ups and the small downs to signify literally that you are alive. (laughs) My mind is just, once again, Chris Riley blowing my mind over here. Ah, Just another usual Sunday. Hmm. Anyways. (laughs) No, yes. Wow, I hadn't thought about it, but yeah, that's, that's why. And also to think that yeah, like like we mentioned before, it's not that it has to be a label to like how you express yourself or how or how you think about things. It's just like your ability to like navigate between the three of them. Yeah. Um ebb and flow. Yeah. And be aware. Get it? <laughs> of where of where you're most at. And then learn from the others. And yeah. Period. <laughs> That was a great discussion. It was. Oh my god, I was actually looking forward to this one. I don't think I don't remember when we like Chris and I discussed to to talk about this one, or, or who came up think, with it. I think I sent you a text a few weeks ago. No, I know that. But most of my most of my podcast topic situations are very emotionally reactive, where someone pisses me off, and I'm like, I don't have to talk about this. We have to go. And mine are like something happens to me, and I'm like, oh my. God, this is so me. And then just like talk about it. Well, because well, that's that's what this podcast was created for. Initially we're, for, yeah. We aren't the only ones who experience the, these things. We know that. No, we're not. No, we're not. I know. Um, and I know that I, I actually was not happy, but I was like uh relieved. No, that's not the word either. I can't think of the word, but I was it brought happy thoughts to my mind, the fact that um the the people pleasing episode was hard for others as well like oh man they're calling me out like that was hard for me to speak on which which and episode the people pleasing episode oh yeah and 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 a lot we had a lot of people like reach out to be like oh man like they're they're you know like they're calling me out for this like this is so me like this is us too like that's why we do Hi, this it's me i'm the problem it's me <laughs> Oh my god, I'm about to listen to that song live in like freaking seven days. I'm trying not to I'm trying not to die, but you know, <laughs> no no promises. I don't know how we're gonna record after that because my voice is gonna be gone. It'll but, be you know, fine. a couple of cuff syrup shots and tequila shots in the in between, and I'll be fine. There we go. Yeah, nothing that Tay Tay can cure, huh? Anyways. <laughs> This was a great discussion. Um, not me being a pessimist but because of the fact that I won't have a voice, but I'm a realist. But I'm becoming an optimist and saying it'll be okay. We're not we're not recording next week, and that was a subtle. Oh, nice <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah, you're right. This was a great discussion. So, thank you, Chris, for talking to me again, and thank you everyone um, for listening and today and raising awareness with us on this. Um, if you have any topics that you'd like us to talk about, please reach out to us and you can submit a topic by using the link in the description as well as our Instagram bio. You know, you can find us at at official club. If I were you, I would stay tuned because we have so many cool things coming up. Um, so yeah, and news and guests maybe and topics and it's it's just it's exciting so yeah stay tuned and to keep up with the latest episodes make sure to smash that subscribe button on spotify and itunes as well because i didn't know this but chris is a genius so he's putting it out there as well 
And you can also follow us on Instagram for all other updates and news on there. You can find our episodes here on Spotify and iTunes every other Wednesday with maybe the occasional bonus episode here and there. Um, and also you can leave us a review, five-star reviews only. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you can be Take a realist. Five star, we don't want it. <laughs> we don't want it. <laughs> if it ain't five stars, I don't want it. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm being realistic and telling you that you can leave a realistic review there. Um, and we'd love to, we'd love to see them. So yeah. And uh, once again, thank you everyone for tuning in to today's episode. And remember to focus on your why, and remain I'm aware. Gonna- and get some sleep. <laughs> and get some sleep. <laughs> yes, please. Absolutely. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.